Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Oh, Father in heaven, we thank you for another chance, opportunity to come and hear your word. We ask you, Lord, to bless your word, bless your messenger, Lord, and decrease me and increase you. Let something be said to bless someone's heart, mind, and spirit. Let something be said to bless someone's week. Coming up, we love you, Lord. We thank you. We praise your name. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O my Savior, my Redeemer. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. In the book of Psalms, number 34. Psalms, number 34. David writes, verse 1, and I'll be reading from the CSB translation, or the translation you have, we do it as you follow along, the device you have, iPhone, iPad, Windows, Android, follow along as well. David writes this, remember he's coming out of, into Gath, uh, King of Kish, pretending to be in some the Abimelech in translations like an Abimelech to the son of kings or son of a king but uh, he's going into a pretend mode of insanity uh, who all intents and purposes was going to kill him at first till he noticed that he was going crazy but David writes this in remembrance of that occurrence. Psalms 34, 1, he says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. Then on at verse 8 said, taste and see. That the Lord is good. I just want to tag this this morning. Grass withers and flower fade away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I just want to tag this text. Desperate times calls for desperate praise. Desperate times calls for desperate praise. The ancient Greek physician Hippocrates 
is credited with the use of the aphorism or aphorisms for extreme diseases, extreme methods of cure as to restriction are most suitable. And in addition to that, this translation came out of his use of extreme diseases means extreme methods of cure. He went on to say desperate diseases must have desperate remedies. Desperate. That word actions taken as a means to an end. How a result is obtained or an end is achieved. Sometimes there are times in one's life that require unique attention. Sometimes there are times when all efforts have been exhausted and you find yourself in a desperate situation. But in the life of a Christian, desperate times call for desperate praise. You know that praise when you have tried or thought about doing everything else. But then you realize who you are in Christ. And you began to call on the name of the Lord. You, you, you know when you have talked to everyone else and still didn't get an answer or your situation did not change the way you thought it should. But oh, when you called on the name of the Lord in your desperate time of need and something started moving in your favor. Something started changing in your situation because you called on the name of the Lord. David in the text is remembering when he had to call on the name of the Lord. David pretended to be insane in the presence of Abimelech. David pretended to be mad to protect himself from being executed by King Akish of Gath. You know the story. You can read it in 1 Samuel uh, 21 and 10. Bimelech had ideas of Kish. King Akish had ideas to kill David. And David not only had Abimelech to deal with, but he was also uh, running from Saul. David had run for safety to King Akish of Gath. So he came up and devised a plan, he desperate, to act like a fool. But he was not so foolish to neglect praise of him who was his true, was in his true nature. Well, this is David in Psalms number 34. He is reminding himself of that time. Yes, he may have been hiding in a dismal cave, but this psalm tells us that in his heart he was hiding in the Lord. And he was commemorating this event with this praise. Matter of fact, he knows to whom the praise is due. He knows what is due and for what and when. 
And if I might put a parenthetical pause right in there, we need to also remind ourselves sometimes in our daily life that when we do remember what God has brought us from, it should elicit some praise out of our mouth, not only at Thanksgiving time as we celebrated this past week, but we also should celebrate God 364 other days of the year. David vows to praise the Lord, not merely when all is well, but he says at all times, and especially when things are at their worst. Oh, brothers and sisters, that's the hard time to catch us Christians praising, is when things are going bad, when things look bad, when things look twisted, confused, and conflicted. It's hard to get some praise from the saints Sometimes, especially when things look desperate. Not only should we do and we'll look at it in the later verses, but sometimes when you worship in God in your vicarious predicament, it sometimes remind others that they should praise God as well. But lest I hold you too long, let's look first of all at verse number one. David tells us the frequency of praise. David writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. Some translations, King Rick says, continually be on my lips. Well, if you're busy praising the Lord, you're not busy, busy cussing. If you're busy praising the Lord, you're not busy complaining. And I first at Response to anything we face should be praise. Because sometimes you can praise your way out of some stuff. You can praise your way out of some situation. You can praise your way out of a mental fog if you just praise him. So now, now, now David is now taking the story off of him. But putting it on God and his deliverance. See, when you're praising, you telling folk that it wasn't about me, but it was all about God. God delivered me. God brought me out. God worked that thing out for me. And I'm not going to sit here and commiserate on this thing for me and about me. I'm going to talk about how good God is to us. There are times when it's easy to just fall into that pattern of complaining. But here David calling God's people to praise. Sometimes praise uh, is an act of faith. Then he says, not only is it in my heart merely, but in my mouth. That's why he said, my praise, his praise shall be always on my lips. Should be nothing silent. Spurgeon said, thankfulness is not to be a silent thing. It should be one of the daughters of music. I mean, you ought to be making some noise. God deliver me from these quiet folk, these quiet worshipers. Because if you ever been in some stuff, you ever been in some situations in your life, you're not going to be quiet about it. If God has brought you out, God has delivered you, you're going to shout about it. You're going to tell others that, yes, he did it for me. And he can do it again. 
Don't wait till Thanksgiving to try to tell others about Christ. Don't tell, don't wait for Thanksgiving to try to share the good news about what God has done for you for the year. You got to tell the Lord every day of the year that you want to lift up praise, that you want to give him glory, that you want to make sure the world knows what God is doing in your life. Matter of fact, won't you take some time out when you get home? And write down everything that God has done for you. Put it on some post-it notes. Post the post-it notes around your house and see how much it fills up your house with the praise. And when you want to get down, go take a peek at one of those post-it notes. And just remind yourself like David did here about how God delivered you out of your circumstances way back when. So you can remind yourself that he did it back then. He can do it again. <laughs> Priest Pastor Mac, I'm doing the best I can. Your frequency of praise should be all the time. Yeah, and when you start praising him, you can't help but smile. <laughs> you can't help but have a, glow, have a glow about you because you are in the mode of praising God for all he has done. And then secondly, secondly, verse number two said, I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. He he has an attitude of praise. He's boasting in the Lord. Told you, you can't have this thing talking about you and the spotlight on you, but he boasts in the Lord. Sometimes boasting in the Lord means we got to be brokenhearted. We got to be contrite over our sins. See, this, this thing that God is working out in our life is not for us, but it is for the glory of God. See, when the final edict is presented, we find out that God took what he was using and worked it out for his good and God's glory. Yeah, heartbroken means that we, we, we have to have it lame, disabled, taken off, by the sense of God's wrath due to sin. Contrite spirit is a penitent one, one sorely, grie sorely grieved and deeply sorrowful for the sin it has committed against God and to the damage of the soul. Yeah, we, we got to get off this. Well, I, I, the writer where I got, he said that we must get off this uh, issue of living in sin. And still trying to praise the Lord. See, we need to be broken hearted to the point that we are down to a desperate mindset. We are down to a desperate condition that only God can deliver us from. David acknowledges himself to be broken. When you acting crazy, see, you broken. <laughs> when you acting crazy, you are broken and you're acknowledging the fact that you are a poor in spirit. That's why Jesus in Matthew 5, 3 and 4, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You need to be there. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Oh, brothers and sisters, my beloved, we should be boasting in God every day. 
his person, his attributes, his covenant, his promises, his works, thousand things beyond that incomparable, unparalleled, and matchless in our life. Because when you start praising God with an attitude of praise, and you boast about what God is doing for you, means that you recognize that he is the object of God's, that you are the object of God's undeserved favor. Oh, brothers and sisters, you ought to try to boast on God. You ought to try to brag on God sometime to get the spotlight off yourself. Brag on God's goodness, his grace, and his mercy. Brag on how God has delivered you and kept you even during a time of pandemic, even during a time of economic recession and depression, even through time of social unrest and unjust. God is still good to us. That's why we ought to boast on him every chance we get. And then lastly, there's a togetherness of praise. Verse 3, David said, proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. Right, right here, David invites us to join him with praise. Matter of fact, sometimes saints put up more of a barrier of praise than sinners. Sometimes a sinner will recognize their emptiness more than a saint. But David knew that there was something magnetic about the true praise of God. When one generally, genuinely praises God, he or she wants to draw others into the practice of praise. Because if it was good for one to exalt his name, then it is even better to do it together with his people. Matter of fact, David is telling folk, don't let me praise God all by myself. <laughs> you ought to come and get some for yourself. David thought praising God was to magnify him. And that is to make him larger than your situation. Because magnification does not actually make an object bigger. Because we can't make God bigger, but magnify something or someone is to perceive it as bigger. And we must do that regarding the Lord. David said, proclaim the greatness of God. And glorify his name with me. <laughs> and if he's did anything for you. That's the cause for praise. If he's ever worked it out for you, that is a cause for glorifying his name. And then look at verse 8, and I'm out your hair. Verse 8 said, Oh, taste and see 
that the Lord is good. And what the writer's saying, oh, taste and see for yourself. Because if you tried something good, you want somebody else to get a taste for themselves. After telling God of his own experience, David challenges us to experience God's goodness for ourselves. And it can only come through a personal encounter. In some ways, like Thanksgiving, when somebody tried something that was good and said, come on over here and get you a piece of this pie because it tastes so good. And that's the way we are with the Lord. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And he rules and super rules our world. So right now you ought to lift up holy hands and say, I thank God that he's been so good. I thank God that he's been so kind. He didn't have to do it, but he did. So whatever, whatever, whatever is on your plate, let the Lord have his way in your life. Whatever seems to be weighing you down, just give it over to Jesus and start praising him on credit because you will work it out. Thank God that he can do it all by himself. We just have to get out of the way and let God have his way. Matter of fact, thank God he went to the cross, died on an old rugged cross. On the third day, he rose from the dead with all power in his hands. And I thank God that he worked it out. He worked it out that we now have access to that power. That's why we don't need to walk around looking sad. That's why we don't need to walk around looking mad. Because he's already worked it out for our good. Yes, he did. He's worked it out. And he's still in the working out business. Won't he do it? Won't God work it out? Desperate times call for desperate praise. Won't you give him some praise today? Give him glory. 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 For all he has done, won't somebody say something out there? Say something that God has worked it out for our good. Say, invitation is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life. Simply say this prayer, Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us 
email getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org or you may go simply to our website www.houseofpraisepp.org contact us and someone from our discipleship team I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. We love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said will be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I need to hear your